0: Big stuff. Yeah I keep telling you man, everyone has had sex over the summer. Everyone except you. And you? Excuse me? I gave two and a half hand jobs to that guy I met in Butler's. half?
1: We got interrupted. Super surprise karaoke. <laughs>
2: This is Gene Villapique, and you're listening to Hobo Radio. Bring your own bindle. BYOB.
1: And now, to guys who seem to be made to suffer. It's their lot in life. Joel Murphy and Lars Periwinkle.
3: Hello again. I'm Joel Murphy. This is Hobo Radio. And with me, Lars Periwinkle.
0: What's up? What's up, money? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on anymore. It looks chaotic on your side of things. You're like <laughs> fiddling with to... your windscreen. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I'm barely holding it together over here. But no, I'm good. I'm here now. This is, a real, this is a real show that two humans have been doing for a long time, so they must be good at it now. Right. Yeah. It, Malcolm Gladwell would be a fucking liar if we weren't. So... Are you saying yeah, Malcolm yeah. Gladwell's a fucking liar? I wouldn't, I would ever say <laughs> such things of Malcolm Gladwell. There's, I got 10,000 hours. I'm awesome at
3: this. Do you remember those commercials where he and Kevin Hart were like sharing a desk? No. You didn't see those? Oh man. I don't remember those. You know what's great about this advertising campaign? Don't remember what it was for and refuse to <sighs> look it up. But. They were in a room and they each had like half a desk and they were facing each other and the room was split down the middle so that half of it was Malcolm Gladwell's room and half of it was Kevin Hart's room. This was fairly recently. This was like within the last couple of years. I think it was Super Bowl campaign or something, but Hmm.
0: yeah. I remember the commercial recollection.
3: Yeah. And then they like what I mostly remember is just the, the sexual
0: tension between the two of them was off the charts. Ooh, now i'm <laughs> now i'm definitely looking that up so they can sell me uh their gizmos i don't know what, what could they okay you don't know what it was for but if we had to guess if someone just told you a campaign look was I, a the campaign I, with I, kevin hart and Malcolm gladwell what are they hocking i want to say audible i want to say it was like
3: audible or podcasts or something like that mm. or cookware maybe they had a line of cookware together I bet it was a line of cookware. <laughs> I bet it was a line of cookware. That's probably it. I actually I think it was like audible or something. I think they both had podcasts or books or something.
0: It was It was fucking Doritos. You know it was Doritos. It was, it was a Super Bowl ad? You yeah know it was Doritos. It was Doritos beer. Let's just play. <laughs> Let's play Do it statistically. I really think that Doritos is leaving money on the table because they don't sell Doritos powder in a jar. Because I would have that on my spice rack for the rest of my life.
3: Do you think, like, how do you feel about regular, like, original Doritos? Because I just feel like Cool Ranch eclipsed them. But maybe that's
1: me.
0: It depends. It depends on what they're accompanying. Um, If I'm just getting a bag of Doritos to have on its own. Yeah, it's Cool Ranch. But um, depending on what sort of sandwich or hot dog or something that it might be accompanying. um, Yeah, the the nacho cheese is still great. It's these other fuckers that I don't know about. The the hot and there's tang, I think there's a ranch one or something. I don't know. Have we
3: talked about the fact on this show? Because I know we talked about the other end of this that Skittles caved. Have you seen this? No. They brought back lime. Did they really? hmm I've been keeping up on my Skittles news. Yeah, I saw it just like in the store, but it's it, like, yeah, they're just now on the packaging. It's like Lime is back and they're like, we're sorry. We screwed up. <laughs> we got all of your let- yep. letters, Joel Murphy specifically. <laughs> How long has it been gone? I think, wasn't it like 10 years or something? Not that long, Jesus. but like, it was a long time. I feel like that was early because we talked about it on the show, right? But I feel like that was early in the
0: show. Yeah. You know what? That This is ringing familiar. So it wasn't, it wasn't like a a publicity stunt, like Taco Bell and the goddamn Mexican pizza. No, they straight up like, it was a change for a long time. And then I think, Shit.
3: I think that guy got fired and they finally brought in a new CEO <laughs> who knew what he was doing. And he was like, <laughs> it's time to regain America's trust. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's either this or we tell them that they all have the same flavor and they're just being tricked by the green color. (laughs) I do remember because green apple would just it didn't fit with all the other ones. And then I remember they put
3: lime in some other Skittles bag. But like it's it made me think of it when you talked about the Doritos, because like the original Skittles are the only ones that are good. Any of those like other Skittles packs are not well
0: balanced. I understand like wanting to, wanting to uh, get some attention and maybe some more roof uh, roof, more room on the shelf um, for your product. But um, you have to know these aren't good. Like not, not, I think everyone is looking for their um, uh, flame and hot Cheetos. Like every company thinks we have a flame and hot Cheetos. We just need to keep workshopping and get it out there. When look, look, (laughs) look, Flaming Hot Cheetos—that's a—that's a once in a lifetime sort of deal. That's that's like saying, "Well, I gotta play the lottery in order to win the lottery." Most people won't win. Yeah, no, I and mean, just because you know one guy who
3: did—that's an—that's anecdotal. That's not going to matter for you, and you can't honestly. That l- yeah. that lowers the odds if you know someone. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh well, well. Speaking of of renewing the world's trust in a a long-standing institution i do want to talk about some something that we used to talk about a lot on this show and then you may have noticed that we don't anymore which is the television program doctor who yeah
0: yeah we used to talk about that a lot yeah because we're fucking nerds and we both. We had a doctor who special 10 years ago we had a doctor who's well that's what's crazy i mean I, again this is
3: how time and math works but part of uh <laughs> Uh, what I'm going to talk about is the fact that some news has come out about the 60th anniversary doctor who special, <laughs> but yeah, I, I won't speak for you, but I know for me, like, uh, obviously I got really into the doctor who reboot. I loved the David Tennant stuff,
0: uh, liked the Matt Smith stuff a lot. And then once, uh, no, I'm not, I'm not going to let you get away with it. Eccleston was good. Eccleston was good, but as I know that we've talked about before, his refusal to wear
3: the Doctor Who clothes <laughs> and to like the fact that he was clearly like, I'm the cool doctor. Look at me. <laughs> Look at my leather jacket. He was he was good. I love Eccleston a lot, but like I always get that vibe where he was like, I mean, I'll play Doctor Who, but I'm not playing a fucking nerd. Like, I'm No, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm be fucking rad as hell. So what's my the deal? I'm going to bang you. this rose chick, right? That's my thing? <laughs> going to
0: bang this rose chick. I've never seen the show, but I assume, right? <laughs> but yeah, this doc, doc, Doctor Who Gets Mad Pussy, right? Isn't <laughs> that like, right? I'm pretty sure that's part of it. That's like his thing, right? <laughs> he just goes around <laughs> <with a> slaying tang. <laughs> and then it, every time he whips
3: his penis out, he's like, it's bigger on the inside. Yes. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. On the inside of his penis? <laughs> like, I don't know. I was trying to... <laughs> it's bigger? Yeah. <laughs> on the inside? Because his penis, penis is very small. My penis is huge on the inside. Like, the outside is not impressive, <laughs> I can tell by your face, but it's way bigger on the inside. Somehow, yeah, it looks very small, but when he has sex with people, they're like, what?
3: <laughs> How is this happening? And he's like, it's timey-wimey.
0: Boy, oh boy. <laughs> This is for
3: no one. This bit that I'm doing right now appeals to no one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, okay, so yes, Eccleston was, I liked Eccleston, I really did. But like, mm. Eccleston, Tenet, Smith, all great. I like Capaldi a lot, but something about the writing, something about the direction of the yep. show n- never yep. quite gelled together when he took over. Mm-hmm. And then uh that's kind of how I felt like I, how much of the the like current stuff with Jodie Whittaker have you watched like cuz I I watched Every, like a few episodes but
0: everything but the Christmas special okay so you've
3: stayed with it
0: Yeah. Yes. And look, it's it's they did her dirty like it was straight up like we have a lady doctor and then didn't bother to write anything for her. Yeah, that
3: was my thing, too, because like, like I said, Capaldi was when I kind of checked out where like I watched his first season and I think like how many did he do? But I I think it was like three. In his second season, I think I stopped watching it. Yeah. And then I I came back for Whitaker because I was excited because I, I liked the casting. I like her a lot. And I thought it was interesting. But yeah, it was just like, I like her. I like the work that she's doing, but it doesn't seem like they're writing anything for her. Mm-hmm. So I didn't stay with it. And so I don't know how much you, well, you, maybe you, it sounds like you've been keeping up with the show more than I have. So I don't know if you've been keeping up with the news, but there's been a lot of news about doctor who recently so i thought it might be worth it to check back in on this show absolutely have you how much of this have you heard are you
0: um i have heard i heard about um the new doctor um and then i and then the shit you sent me so I it really just the casting of the new doctor and then the the shit you sent me.
3: Yeah. Which I mean, did you also you heard that Russell T Davies is coming back, right? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes, yes. So Russell T Davies. That was, for, yeah. But that was that was like years ago. Yeah. It's been announced, announced for a long time. Because, but he was, <laughs> because like like all British traditions, it takes so long for anything to happen. Yeah. But yeah, Russell Davies, who was the showrunner who rebooted
3: Doctor Who, who gave us Eccleston and Tenet, and then he left at the same time Tenet did. Uh, And that's when Stephen Moffat took over. But uh, Davies, yeah, so he came back and then yeah, they announced uh, Shooty Gatwa, who plays Mm -hmm. Eric in Sex Education, is the doctor, uh, which is really interesting. They announced uh, Yasmin Finney. Is playing a character called Rose, which I don't know if that's Rose Rose, but I would assume. So I don't know if it's like a regeneration of Rose or what's happening there. But mm-hmm. and then, yeah, the big thing that I sent to you is so they said for the 60th anniversary, they are bringing back David Tennant and Catherine Tate, the best doctor companion combo in modern Doctor Who.
0: Oh, actually, you know what's funny? I had it in my head for some reason. It must have been not you. Uh, but I had it in my head that you didn't, um, you didn't like Donna Noble. I love Donna Noble. How dare okay, you? Okay, good. Yeah. someone, someone said that to me. It blew me away. I'm like, you don't like Donna Noble? She was fantastic. I, I will say, I think speaking of doing people dirty, the
3: that first episode she was in, where she was the bride, was yes. not great. Okay, but they basically retconned that. They just made her a better character when she came back.
0: Yeah, well, she was when they uh when they filmed that, she was like one of the biggest stars on the BBC. She had her um sketch comedy show on, and she had blown up. So when they they filmed that for the Christmas special, and um, uh, apparently drove because they filmed the show in Cardiff, um, the capital of Wales, and uh drove like basically drove her serendipitously, um oh not serendipitously surreptitiously to Wales from London under the cover of darkness in order to just film that really quick scene at the at the end of the episode where she shows up um in her wedding gown and says what the hell's going on because it was gonna be huge. Huge. Like and people lost their minds. Oh my god, Catherine Tate is on Doctor Who and then you know, once again, forgot to write an episode around it, right? <laughs> and then maybe took a step back. And I, I love Donna Noble. I'm really excited to to see this. Well, and it was such a good
3: dynamic because just, and it's it's clear too that David Tennant and Catherine Tate love each other and love working with each other because they've done a yeah. lot of stuff outside of Doctor Who as well. So clearly, they have really great chemistry. They, you know, they just played off of each other really well. The Dr. Donna stuff was really great and still in a show that often ends up being more optimistic than I think it will be. Probably the darkest thing the show ever did was how things ended for Donna.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a rough one. Yeah, her um, she was wiped, wasn't she? Yeah, basically, she like yeah. took on
3: part of the doctor's persona and then it was That's right. I it, I forget the exact logic, but it was basically like her brain can't handle it. So the only way for her to be OK is if she doesn't remember any of this, right. which is and interesting because then I don't know. I don't know if that means like because, you know, it's Doctor Who, so it's time travel. So they could very easily not undo that and just have her be her from, you know, during the run of the show. I think that's pretty much what they did for the 50th anniversary when Tennant met matt smith
0: yeah also it it kind of works for her because i think donna was the uh, the most aloof of the companions like she really was just along for the ride yeah she didn't she didn't really want to get involved with anything she just wanted to go around and have fun Mm -hmm. um which is what i liked about her just like kind of kind of indifferent about anything that didn't have to do with I'm just palling around with this alien, but also was very
3: willing to like, like she didn't, I think what would struck me as really interesting about her is that she didn't revere the doctor. Most of the companions end up no. really thinking like, wow, this guy is a God. And she just kind of always had that of like, eh, whatever. <laughs> like, like we're
0: hanging out for now, but
3: you kind of suck in some ways.
0: <clears throat> yeah. That's what I, it really worked because, um, David Tennant got to have, even with, you know, usually the dynamic is the, the doctor does stuff with his companion and with Donna, you David Tennant's doctor really got to have some space and breathe and have his own, his own solo episodes because Donna would just be like, what are you doing now? No, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I, 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 you know what? I actually don't feel like doing that. So why don't you go ahead and do that thing, and then we'll meet up on the other side.
3: Yeah, which is yeah, I like it. Like I think that's it. Is she? She felt different because yeah, a lot of the companions kind of end up falling into the same role. Like they're kind of you know there'll be differences or whatever, but like in some fundamental way. They all kind of function the same, and I think that's what made her interesting. Is that she she definitely had her own drum. Like she was like perfectly willing to, yeah. Like she didn't care if she went. She didn't care. Like whatever. I I got my own stuff going on. Like you're you're just a weird guy that shows up sometimes.
0: Right, right, right. Am I bothered? Am I bothered? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, yeah, um, I, yeah. That'll be good. And look, look. You guys are you. David Tennant left. You brought him back for the fiftieth anniversary. You're bringing him back again. Ple- I hope they it's Russell Davies who's kind of a wild card but also very good to fans of things. Um if if David Tennant doesn't doesn't leave his his story arc by saying I don't want to go then yeah why would we do this?
3: Yeah. Yeah it which I mean it- I, yeah, I mean, that's a good question, too. Like, how do you feel about, like, Davies versus Moffat versus, I don't know, whoever the guy is the writes now? <laughs> like, I don't remember his name, but. I
0: don't, I don't either. Um, How do I feel about him? I think Russell Davies was able to do fan service by telling stories that he thought were interesting. In a very good way. I think Stephen Moffat was able to... Do a lot of fan service... And then do a lot more fan service. I think... Yeah, Moffat... To me... Moffat is sizzle. Like, he he kind of...
3: It's an unfair comparison, but I kind of almost want to compare him to like M. Night Shyamalan. Where... I think that Moffat was... Really good. He was great when he wrote for Davies when he would just come in for an episode and do something really cool. But I feel like in general he uh like kind of his first season was great. The first Matt Smith, like Karen Gillen season, I really love. Mm -hmm. But I think he he always went so big and so hard that it was like he couldn't sustain the stuff he was doing, and it started to feel like diminishing returns the longer. His yeah. stuff went on. Because it was like I because I love I mean the the end of it where Matt Smith is yelling at the sky <laughs> that like you know to everyone up there, like think about all the other times I kicked your ass and like, you know, like
0: uh, Oh, Matt Smith's first episode was flawless. Yeah absolutely flawless. He has fish fingers and custard in that episode, mm-hmm. and he ends it wearing a tweed jacket and a bow tie next to Amy Pond. Like yeah. you, you got it. There's the character. No, I versus versus a um a Peter Capaldi who spent like two and a half episodes remembering he was the doctor after he regenerated. I just don't understand that decision.
3: What's well, even like
0: Tenet they didn't do a lot of favors cuz remember Tenet's first episode is like he's sleepy. He's very he's very sleepy. He can't wake up and then he he beats that alien sword fighting in his pajamas.
3: And throw because he has an orange in his pocket and he throws uh-huh. it at the, the like ejector <laughs> button on the spaceship or whatever. Yet despite everything It's not a bad episode, but it's a weird choice to, like, introduce David Tennant.
0: And he's also wearing the leather jacket from cool guy Eccleston. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like he took his dad's jacket because he was chilly. (laughs) (laughs) Do you also remember that in the 50th anniversary, they just showed Capaldi's eyebrows? That's right. It was Capaldi's eyebrows. Didn't we? I think we named that episode Capaldi's eyebrows. And that might have been the last time we talked about (laughs) (laughs) Doctor Who on the show. But I do remember that. Ah, uh, yeah, those, because
3: it was just those very distinct eyebrows, because he hadn't been yeah. introduced yet, but they, they teased right. him.
0: Right, right. He had been announced, but not introduced.
3: Yeah. But, yeah, I think Davies, I think Davies was better overall, but I say that when he still did some truly bad episodes, what were those like? What were they, were they, did they fart or what was the thing? Remember there were like really, they were like obese, you know, they were overweight people that were like, are they were aliens, but they were inhabiting people, and they were like gross, and they were like I think they were in, you know, British Parliament or
0: something. I don't know. There was just like somewhere there are like the adipose. I don't know. He did a lot of weird. Oh, the adipose. Oh, sorry, I thought you were talking about Capaldi. Still, sorry, dude, I missed you. Yeah, it was the adipose. They were the 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 cute little white things that were, um, uh, yeah, they were fat. But were there was <laughs> they were they were fat that were attacking people. There, but that's what I'm saying. There was some weird stuff under Davies, but... Right. I, I, for the audience, it's... I'm not saying they were fat creatures. They were kind of pudgy and pretty cute, but they they were fat. What they were were yeah. fat from people that, be, that became sentient and started causing trouble.
3: I also was not doing a good job describing it, but I was also trying to say that I always got the feeling that Russell T. Davies felt a little fat-shamey in the way that he wrote some of that stuff. Like, <laughs> But... Uh, but no, I I think I think th- things sailed the smoothest under him. He had some good ideas. I think the arcs overall worked. But I also just, I think what I really loved that he captured with Tenet that I think works really well for the Doctor was the Bugs Bunny wrong turn at Albuquerque vibe of, hey, what do you want to do, companion? Let's go to this thing. Oh, I hit the wrong button. Why are we here? Oh, here's where some crazy things about to happen kind of vibe. And like- I don't know. David was always talking about putting little shops in places where they went. Oh,
0: that's right. That's right. People put little shops here.
3: People love it. Yeah. I just, I just feel like that there was like, it was more carefree. I think the the Moffat, Matt Smith stuff, Matt Smith was still very
0: silly, but it was like, I don't know. It got very heavy. The mythology. Like it was. It did. It did. Like, yeah. It, I'm I'm with you because I feel like. You didn't want to use the word heavy, but I don't know what you know what the word is. He wanted to make everything epic. Yes, that's
3: the exact right it's word.
0: Fucking epic where it's just it doesn't need to be that every time a lo- Matt Smith spent a lot of time in front of a villain or, or, or some sort of enemy. Like proclaiming who he was and what he can do. Yeah, I I am the Doctor. I'm from Gallifrey. I'm nine hundred years old. I have two hearts. I won't be to. I've defeated. got sciatica. Like little...
3: I haven't like... eaten lunch today. <laughs> I'm kind of sleepy.
0: <laughs> I've been a registered independent my entire life. <laughs> Just like a lot of a lot of exposition of like who he is, how awesome he is, what he can do against um like dramatic music and like fire shooting up behind him which look that's cool every once in a while but when it's well, when what it happens in five out of nine episodes of a season well when it's your
3: baseline it, it loses the impact you know because it's if that's your go-to move if everything's epic uh-huh. nothing is epic i think that's <laughs> exactly yeah exactly there was a lot too of like you know in our <laughs> culture the word doctor actually means guy who hurts patients You know, like for us, doctor means warrior. Well, those are different words. I don't like (laughs) you, but you can hear me say the word, right? (laughs)
0: It's
3: it's weird. I I thought we had a universal translator, so I think if we're all saying doctor, we should be saying the same word. I don't understand how this is, (laughs) yeah, yeah. But you just said doctor is the weird thing, but anyway, yeah. Uh. Um. But no, I'm, I'm excited. It's, it's I think I brought this all up just to say it's the first time in a long time. I'm excited because it feels it feels both fresh, but also they're bringing in someone tried and true to run things, which I think the show running has been where the show has suffered recently. Totally.
0: Yeah. And, you know, the, the this the show as of. As of next year, the show is 60 years old. And it ebbs and flows, and we knew that there was gonna be uh, um of a, a, another valley before there was a peak. Um But um I I think you just there isn't I, I don't think you stick to a formula because there there can't be a formula for something that lasts this long, but I don't know why they don't like I'm I'm watching the entire first season for Jody Whitaker, Narya Dalek to be found. Why? We can take like You're going to say the Daleks are overdone. It's Doctor Who. (laughs) (laughs) Also, you got to have the Daleks because they're
3: great because they're somehow treated as a legit threat. And they're just little trash cans with plungers on the front of them. Like they are straight up
0: the most evil feared creatures in the galaxy. And they are they are mostly rolling, sometimes floating trash cans.
3: I do love that they had to retcon that for the modern era. That like, what are we going to do for these things? We can't redesign them. You know what we can do?
0: Let them go upstairs. Yeah, that's basically. Well, we've said that there was a war between the Time Lords and the Daleks. How are they going to fight that? (laughs) It does. Daleks can fly.
3: Okay. (laughs) It does seem like the Time Lords should have wiped the floor with them.
0: Yeah. Listen to the word Time Lord.
3: (laughs) yeah Time Lord's greatest enemy is shrill voiced
0: trash cans that don't move too well. Under and in the right hands, they are they actually are very terrifying. Oh, they're great. I love
3: them. I hope that's clear. I'm having fun, but I no notes on the Daleks. I I love
0: them the exact way that they are. Like Exterminate (laughs) that's pretty good thanks so like yeah i mean daleks um uh jack harkness dr river song like these are all things that can pop up that can pop up and we're all happy when they happen they're not going to say oh going back to this well again no no we are we are fanboy nerds and we want to see all that crap (laughs) Look, I I want to see Shudi
3: Gatwa interact with Jack Harkness. That should happen one hundred percent.
0: Oh, look out! Look out! <laughs> yeah, look out! But yeah, yeah. I, the I only, think the only the, the 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 I think like Captain Jack Harkness and Doctor River Song are the opposite sides of the same coin in that one of them is way oversexed and the other is way undersexed. Yes. Yeah, one hundred percent. That is. The
3: it's interesting because I think everyone remembers, uh, you know, Tenet with uh, Rose, just like, obviously, there was a lot of romantic stuff like that. But the most like the most palpable chemistry on that show was Matt Smith, like when he interacted with River
0: the only that's the only time that there have been a look there have been a lot of very sexy doctors but that was the only time where the doctor actually felt sexual
3: right that's was what i mean, mean. is like if you watch Jesus that like Christ. these two feel like they're gonna rip each other's clothes off like
0: they were <laughs> dripping <laughs> yeah no that was good stuff fuck and then and then i remember um that one episode where matt smith's doctor started talking about um he had like a, a this giant urethra on the inside of his penis. like He's like, basically, it's just a hollowed-out penis. Like, it's huge on the inside. <laughs> it's just... Like, I know there's usually a lot of meat in there, but this thing is just... It's just huge. It's bigger on huge the inside. In there. Yeah, It's huge on the inside. <laughs> Giant inside penis. <laughs> oh, man. Well, there you go. That was comprehensive Doctor Who coverage that you can only get from Hobo Radio. So... <laughs> Yeah, let's move on from this nerd shit. What's next? Oh, oh, sorry. What, what's up? What's What's next is Marvel. <laughs> oh, Marvel. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, finally, some fucking man stuff. <laughs> it's man stuff.
3: <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, I I wanted to. I think you, we were talking a little bit before the show started about uh, just spoilers and I, I don't know i like i don't know quite how to get into this conversation but the sort of the I, I don't know almost the way that marvel is talked about now kind of makes it hard because you and i both saw doctor strange in the multiverse of madness and truth uh i think we both enjoyed it from what i could tell from you like it, it's oh yeah it was really good but I, it just struck me with that that we're at a point you know, and it's a good thing that people care and Marvel has certainly played into we're going to put Easter eggs at the end of the movies. We're going to do all this stuff uh, to kind of tease future movies. And, you know, like, I don't know. It's almost like hitting a point where the expectations might be working against them. And I feel like that with the Doctor Strange movie, because. Because it was a multiverse and because, you know, everybody knows they got X-Men and all this stuff. I think there was a lot of hype for who might show up in the movie, which felt like an unfair. Right. Yeah, because it's that's, you know, you're booking the movie in your mind before you see it.
0: Yeah, I remember um, you and I had a conversation. It must have been, oh, man, this was a long time ago. It was when they were talking about the cast of The Dark Knight Rises. And we had this gripe. And the reason why I remember this conversation was God was actually able to put into words the way I had felt for a long time about um, franchises and all the news you got when they were developing them. And everyone was speculating who's the villain in The Dark Knight Rises when we were both saying, like, wh- why are we all focused so much on who Batman is going to punch in this movie? Right. You know, like, yeah. what the. F- like, I understand that it's kind of exciting, but that's all the news we have of the movie when we should really just be, one, living our lives. <laughs> Secondly, <laughs> just kind of like being generally excited about the movie, but why does it matter so much? And now it seems that instead of instead of who is the villain going to be or who's going to play our hero the MCU is now because it opened up like what are the cameos we're going to see right who is when- going to show up is it going to be someone we've seen is it someone we haven't seen with, with like shut up just shut up and go see the movie when it was like you could
3: see this with Spider-Man No Way Home where it was like you know, they are starting to give away they're Obviously they're doing a multiverse thing in that. And you're showing us some of the villains you got to, sh- cause you got to show us something in the trailer. So it's like, we're going to show you Dr. Octopus. Okay. Doctor, we're going to get him back, you know, and right. we're going to show you that Electro is back. Cause who cares? You know? <laughs> right.
0: But then
3: it was like, they didn't show any of the others, but and sorry, I'm going to spoil this movie. I feel like it's been long enough for no way home, but it's like, yeah, yeah. They didn't show. Tobey Maguire or uh, Andrew Garfield. And everyone was like, but they're going to be in it. They're going to be in it. And then people would sit there and, and look at the trailer and they'd be like, see this shot? I actually think if you look really closely, they're, they're in that shot, but they're hiding them. Or like, I think that arm is actually Andrew Garfield's arm. And it was like people analyzing the trailer like it's like the jfk footage you know like
0: yeah, yeah. seriously like it's the pruder man like i can't believe it and i'm someone i'm the on the way opposite end of this spectrum because i don't even watch the damn trailers if i can avoid them you know and i don't If someone starts talking about a trailer i don't close my eyes and plug my ears and la 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 because i'm not a chode but <laughs> at the same time you know they have there are so many um, YouTube channels that just break down trailers and look at every little thing. But why? You're going to see the movie, right? Like, if you're this excited about the trailer, you're going to go see the movie. So just say, cool trailer, and then go see the damn movie. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's I, – I think, yeah, I just
3: think it's all come together. It's just the interest that people have in these movies plus YouTube <laughs> have just combined for the, – because there's literally – like, yeah, they'll have live reaction videos <laughs> That'll be like twenty minutes long, and I look. I understand the irony of this is a podcast where we just spent (laughs) thirty minutes, but it's just you know, like we're not sitting there. You know, we're we're talking about Doctor Who, but we're not sitting there going like, you know, what I think is going to happen, you know, because you that's what you want. Because, and I think the reason it bothers me is I have always my approach, good or bad, for a movie, even if I like, because I used to go to screenings, so I used to see a lot of movies in the theater, and. I always tried to go in with a, a truly open mind. I would still watch trailers, but I I never wanted to like assume what a movie was. I wanted to watch it for what it actually was because I feel like anytime you you decide in your mind who you think's showing up, what you think it is, it's not like the movie has the potential to disappoint you because of something you made up. <laughs> you know? Right. Well, I'm mad at Doctor Strange because you know, um, <laughs> I was trying to riff, because I'm really because I know that people haven't seen that movie, so I'm trying to like riff the right character of, you know, like Squirrel Girl" didn't show up. I was very convinced mm-hmm. that Squirrel Girl was going to be in Doctor Strange," and then she and I thought, you know, at two minutes and six seconds into the trailer, I thought you could see a tail of a squirrel when I freeze framed right. it, and so I was convinced Squirrel Girl was in it, and then she
0: wasn't, and I hate the movie now. I, I don't know why you would do that to yourself, I think most folks i, I got the impression that it was expected that this movie was going to be dense, dense with characters right, yeah, that we haven't seen before or from other universes i I think people were really counting on Deadpool showing up at one point um and i and I don't know why you would this was I was so excited for this movie and not disappointed. But I was so excited for this movie, regardless of anyone showing up in it that I had never seen before, just because, like, this, it just seemed like a very interesting concept. I was excited about Sam Raimi. I was excited that it was, um, um, they were kind of trying to make it close to a horror movie. This, these were all good things that I was pretty, pretty pumped about. So why stack anything on top of that? Yeah. What do you, like, what, I guess, I don't know, like, what do you, what do you need? What do you need from one of these movies now? <laughs> well, also, I think weirdly the marketing
3: kind of made the mistake worse too, because I, I really didn't understand this logic. And like you said, you don't watch trailers, so maybe you avoided this and maybe other people have avoided it and haven't seen the movie. So I'm not going to specifically say who the people were, but when the trailers came out, they gave away, I think three of the cameos, if I'm remembering yeah. correctly, where it's like yeah. one character in the first trailer, you heard their voice and then they right. doubled down on that. And were like, because then people, of course, there was a million videos being like, I'm pretty sure that
0: voice is this voice. And then which is a very distinct voice anyway. Yes, indeed. But- and I, I managed to not know that until they started posting pictures of the red carpet premiere. But right, it, which again is why are you
3: doing that? You know, like it's a, right. it's a surprise, but you're showing him on the red carpet. But it's like his voice was in the first trailer. And then in the second trailer, they just showed him pretty much. And then, you know, they, there was another character that they uh, kind of gave away that she was in it in a way that I can't describe. I'm really trying to be vague, but like they, they showed a thing that made it clear that it was going to be her, you know? <laughs>
0: like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's been a month. You could probably just say it. Okay. There look I, listeners to our show. Yeah, that's, you know what, fine. Listeners,
3: if you don't want to listen, I don't know, skip ahead a couple of minutes or something. But yeah, Patrick Stewart, they did his voice and then they showed Professor Xavier like in his wheelchair in the second trailer. Right. And then Captain Carter, which was like a thing from yeah. What If? They just openly yeah. showed her shield. In the second trailer. Yep, yep. And then I'm pretty sure they, why do I think that they might've shown, uh, Captain uh, the, um, what's her name? Captain Marvel. I wanted to say Captain America. Ah, and that was ah, like, that's not right. Yeah, I,
0: but, but it was, uh, Rambo. Yeah, you're right. But I think
3: you're they right. teased her in the trailer too. So it was like pretty much everyone who is a cameo, except for one person
0: except except for one and they really play that one close to the vest and then that character is dead in minutes i mean they all are but yeah he showed up last and he goes out first but it was like it was just weird that what is that logic
3: that he's the huge surprise but patrick stewart isn't i don't i don't know like it was yeah
0: i don't i don't know now you're and this is like to your point um you know what this was your point on the last topic, but I'm going to use it again. (laughs) This is like the goddamn M. Night Shyamalan stuff with like, what's going to be the twist is, is now what's going to be the cameos. And like, it doesn't, it doesn't need to be that. And I don't think it is that like the story. That's what the, that's what the hype is surrounding. Excuse me. That's what the hype is surrounding, but it shouldn't be that the hype should be. Here's a new movie in the universe. That's continuing This web of stories that we're telling. Well, right. And I think that's that's what I'm trying to get
3: at is that's the problem is I think some people were disappointed by this movie because it wasn't what they thought it was going to be because the conversations we were having leading up to it coming out were the wrong conversations to be having because I think the trailer played into it, too, that people thought because they teased these people it's like, well, if you're giving these ones away, there must be a ton of other surprise cameos. (laughs) like waiting. Right. It. These are the ones you're telling us about. So it's going to be crazy. Uh, and there really wasn't, you know, that scene was it. And I think also just, and I, I think about this a lot too, that I, I imagine everything, everywhere, all at once uh, in a weird way, kind of probably hurt the expectations for this movie. Cause that movie is balls to the wall, multiverse yeah. craziness in an amazing yeah. way. And if you haven't seen yes. that movie, Stop watching this right now and go find it and watch it because that's my favorite movie that I've seen this year. It's
0: fantastic, but it's a really good movie. But I think like that was it's like not my, it's not my favorite movie I've seen this year though because I saw the Northman.
3: Ah, uh, see, I haven't seen the Northman yet. That's that's gotta on the, the list. Got to
0: see the Northman.
3: No, that's on the list for me and Molly. We just haven't <laughs> found the time to watch it yet. Yeah, obviously sure, it's on sure. the list for both you and I for obvious reasons. Like <laughs> <That's laughs>
0: Genetically. <laughs> I'm gonna yes, see that yes. movie, but uh, it it make it makes big hairy men look pretty cool.
3: <laughs> Not since Game of Thrones has you know it done this much uh, for uh, all of us. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. But, oh, uh, oh, okay. Everyone, start your watches. Um, everyone just saw The Northman, so um, big, gangly, pale dudes are good for two weeks starting now.
3: <laughs> but it's a hard when that timer runs out. It's it's done. It's
0: oh man, is it over?
3: Yeah. Uh but uh yeah, I think um I think everything everywhere all at once, like it did that like kind of like that Stephen Moffat, you know, just to tie everything together, like just epic, like I'm it's an epic use of a multiverse. Like, what if we yes. used the multiverse to do the craziest stuff imaginable? And I think because multiverse stuff has been so ingrained in comics, this was a much more straightforward use of it of like, like there's a multiverse. It's going to send us to this one planet. We're going to hang out there for a while. And then we're going to come back to our planet, you know? And it wasn't like portals opening up in 20 different versions of characters. <laughs> like, which is not to say yes. there's some crazy stuff in that movie, but it's, it's much more linear and straightforward than I think people
0: were expecting. And I, I think it, yes. And I, I think it's because they were not only was it serving, um, Doctor Strange and some of our other new and old friends in that movie, um, but also it was serving the MCU as a whole. I mean they they called they called our MCU Earth six one six like we're we're just we're watching comic books now. Yeah, so it needs to be linear so that it can do it do other universes favors at the same time and kind of open things up, but also. Paint within the lines if that makes any sense, whereas there's not going to be in um everything everywhere all at once, too everything everywhere so, all yeah. at once again, <laughs> yeah <laughs> once again, <laughs> so it was seriously i I love the fact that they said N- it, no restrictions we're doing we're doing everything yeah. and we're doing it everywhere, and we're doing it all at once, and we're doing it for this entire movie, yeah the end. I mean apt title like just yeah yeah seriously (laughs) yeah seriously uh
3: but yeah i i think like yeah it's just an interesting thing that i know and it's funny because do you watch better call saul like are you keeping up with that i'm
0: i'm behind but yes have been watching it
3: i love the vince gilligan approach to this because obviously you know that it's the last season of this show. Expectations no. are high. Vince Gilligan yeah. has a track record of, of bringing these things in in an exciting way, and we don't know what's going to happen exactly. But if you if you read the log line for an episode of Better Call Saul, or if you watch the the next week on, they are sort of artistically nothing. you know, like the the description of the episode will be like... Jimmy and Kim have an important meeting. Howard contemplates his next move. Mike discovers something important. Like it's like they're all accurate but in such a vague way <laughs> that like they don't tell you anything. That's outstanding. And like even the um the the preview will show images from the episode but in a context like so quickly and in a context that they they don't you know like they simultaneously get you excited without making it clear what you're seeing so you're like exciting things are gonna happen you know look kim's upset you know jimmy's you know really fired up for some reason (laughs) but like you don't have any context or any understanding of what you're seeing and i like i say that to say i love it like sincerely I think they have figured it out. They've cracked the
0: code. Yeah, you keep you keep forgetting when you're watching Better Call Saul. um, All of a sudden, an episode starts in black and white and you're forgetting shit. He's he's also telling the the end of Jimmy's story when he's telling the beginning of Jimmy's story, which is very, very weird. Well, yeah, I mean, Better Call Saul is such a strange thing because it's like
3: we know (laughs) it's like. We know how it ends in summer. We know how Breaking Bad ends and we know who he becomes. But we also saw such a myopic view of him in that show that there's a lot of room for there to be a deeper level. Because we only ever saw, saw Goodman at work talking to the characters from that show. So there's a lot of potential for... Well, that's what he was presenting outwardly. But when he went home... Blank was happening, <laughs> you right, know. Right, right, right. But yeah, and then also this, like, he went on the lamb when Walt went on the lamb. He assumed a new identity. He's working at a Cinnabon in black and white, and we've been checking in with that reality. So there's also, yeah, what the hell is going to happen there? Because obviously, something needs to happen. But like, you can't end the show there. Like that's the. It's weird because we're waiting for two endings. That's that, what I was saying. Yeah.
0: I, I got back to you. What I just said, Joel. That's what I just said. I know, but I said it longer and <gasps> again. Oh, okay. Where, Yeah, you know what? You did. You did. You did make it way more pretentious, so I'll give you that.
3: <laughs> but yeah, can I... Here, this is the description of the most recent episode of Better Call Saul from, like, their official logline. Kim and Jimmy enlist a knowledgeable contact. Howard scrutinizes Jimmy's business practices. Ooh.
0: Mike refuses to compromise. <gasps> yeah. Mike refuses to compromise? hmm They could have just said, Mike is in this episode. <laughs> Mike is grumpy. Jimmy is <laughs> flamboyant and <laughs>
3: up to treachery. Kim, Kim is, is, trying to is just trying to keep it together. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's great stuff. But yeah, I just... I think we've lost a little bit of the fun of, you know, I I don't understand why people want things ruined for them because I also, it's a funny thing because then I see the people that like go really too far the other way where they're like, well, what does it matter about spoilers? Spoilers don't matter. Like if the show's good, you know, then, then it's fine. It shouldn't matter if it's spoiled. And it's like, you almost have a point, but you're too far the other way, which is like Everyone should stop being obsessed with spoilers and trying to ruin stuff and let the show be good. And because I don't I don't really care about spoilers in the sense of like, you know, well, I whoever's going to show up, you know, Professor Xavier is going to show up. And now I know. But it's like, why does Professor Xavier show up and what does he do? And I don't want to know. Anything about it until I like I want to go into a movie kind of clean, you know, like I said, with an open saying, mind. Yeah. Yep. So I don't want you to tell me things like I don't want to know important plot points that are going to happen out of context ahead of time. Like is
0: really my issue. <laughs> sure. I don't. I don't. Av- I only avoid or try to avoid um, trailers for movies that I'm going to see. You know, I'm happy to watch trailers for other movies that I've never heard of because what's this movie about? Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm kind of let me see if I'm interested in watching this because that's what a trailer is supposed to do. Right. Like, it's an advertisement. Here's this. Here's this thing we have. Would you like to purchase? (laughs) But, yeah, I, I think Marvel would benefit. I think this is what I'm trying to get to of
3: it's a Marvel movie. Everyone's going to see it. Everyone's going to see yeah. the things that we need to know is that it's a Doctor Strange movie that Wanda Maximoff is going to be in it and there's going to be some kind of interdimensional shenanigans.
0: And I think you could accomplish that in a teaser. I, yep. You know. Yeah, yeah, straight up. Straight up. Yeah. I feel like I feel like we're almost to a conversation that we've had on this show several times, but I'm with you. It's it's people it, like everyone, our culture now, or at least internet culture, everyone wants to be one step ahead because everything moves so quick on the internet. Everyone wants to be the person who saw it first, the person who said it first, who noticed it, and then posted it first. They want, that, they want to be the, the the person with the hot take on it, but did you notice this, and this is actually... From, you know, the third issue in the run of this well, author's series well, of... Dude, but, but why?
3: Dude, don't get me started on 34 Easter eggs that you missed from episode four of Hawkeye or whatever. Because <laughs> it's also like... One, I want to have a conversation with these people because sometimes it's like... <laughs> here's an Easter egg from Hawkeye and it's like, that's Linda Cardellini. She's not an Easter... She's just a person. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I don't. Those are arrows. Those are just arrows. That's not. I don't think you guys understand what you're just pointing out you're playing. Where's Waldo? You're just finding things in
0: the shot. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Do you know? Did you notice that, uh, uh, that Haley Steinfeld was also in this other movie called True Grit? What? That's that was a, that's just, that's just saying a thing. You're just, you're just reading a reality. You're just reading IMDb. I don't understand. <laughs> what are you what are you doing? You have you have you have 800,000 followers.
3: <laughs> do you know do you want to know the weirdest uh like thing that I keep getting sucked into and I don't even know why I watch it cuz I don't even think I like it but I continue to watch it on YouTube yep. is uh I think they call it like four levels of cooking. So, they'll pick a thing and it'll be like nachos you know and then it'll be like we have three chefs who are gonna make nachos and then the so it's a level one chef which is like you know a fucking idiot like you know it's like an Uh you know a normal person a human is gonna make nachos and then a level two chef who's like they know a little bit you know they've had they have some skills but they're not a professional and then level three is professional chef And then the level four is that a food scientist analyzes the choices that they made. But I keep watching these videos because they keep popping up on YouTube because, you know, I watched one and now YouTube's like, this is all you love,
0: right? You've got to be. I just looked up some of these. Amateur home cook expert. You watch these things? Yeah, I keep so like I said, I watched
3: one, and because I watched one, they keep recommending them to me because you know YouTube's like, "Oh, you love this. This is your favorite thing." And I've watched a few of them, but I My get goodness.
0: These things are like fifteen minutes long. I have also not finished multiple ones. <laughs> <laughs> this is wild. I've never I've never seen anything close to this. But it's here's the craziest thing: the level three chef
3: will infuriate you in every like in most of the ones I've watched because level one is very hit or miss because depending on what the thing is like they had a mac and cheese one where I was like level one is fine like level one if they brought their mac and cheese to like a, a picnic or something a family gathering everyone's happy with level right. one and then level two was like I put breadcrumbs on top like whatever I, I used better cheese I, I made a proper like uh, what is it bechamel or whatever you know like okay like a roux a roux but then like level three was just like i made a graham cracker crumb and i used weird like Gruyere or some shit and it's like shut up you what are you you're not making mac and cheese you brought that to a family gathering everyone would hate you professional chef yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) the trick is you gotta fart in the oven before you preheat (laughs) what do you what i don't want that But yeah, it's like half the time, if it's like something with a tortilla, they're like, I'm making my own tortilla. And it's like, cool. I'm glad you have that much time. No one's ever going to do that. Like,
0: I hate that shit. I hate what. So, like, I I do watch a lot of cooking videos, but they're the ones that are just really quick of like, like. Slice onion, throw in pan. Here is butter. You know what I mean? Well, I think I've watched all of those. I think that's why I ended up on this. Oh, You it's, watched all of them? Yeah, I've watched every cooking video My on YouTube. Goodness, you watched all of them? I love cooking videos. They're great. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm watching these, and so they they usually start out with the final product. Like they see that you see them slicing the sandwich and then folding it open. And it's oh, I'm going to watch that person make this. I'm kind of interested in that. The first thing you see is them like adding egg. To a pile of flour and then rolling dough, I'm oh, like that they're well. making the bread. Yeah, I'm never going to make my own bread for my burger. I'm just not,
3: man. When they got that well, the the well yeah. of flour, <laughs> they cracked that egg in the middle. Like, come on,
0: or like what type? I was or, this. I, this happens not as often, at least with the channels that I watch. Um, is they're going to show you how to make like some pork chops or some steak or something like that. And they, they should, they say, okay, you get these cuts. These, uh, these are the cuts I like to use. And you season them like this. And then you get your grill going at this temperature. And then you get out your, um your sword skewers. Well, <laughs> well, I don't, you <laughs> yeah. said you're going to show me how to like grill up some nice pork chops. I don't have a sword skewer friend. Okay, and now now that it's done, you're going to put it in its serving
3: ramekins for all of your guests. My what? Yeah, but I don't,
0: <laughs> I don't know how to spell that word.
3: It's I don't even order it. Like, what what are, you, what are you doing? Is that a bowl? Is it a bowl? Because do you, <laughs> I think I own those. They don't all match, but I, I think I have I'm enough gonna bowls. Por-
0: I'm going to put the pork chop in a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I have bowls. That's all I have. But yeah, it's uh, just I it think just that's what- frustrating because like I thought this was these videos were for like at home amateur cooks and then they break out some of this hardware and I don't know what you're I'm not I you know you know what's great a potato roll I'm just gonna have one of those so you can skip that part I'm not oh you had to prove the dough where do you have I'm done I'm done. Well, it's
3: like the number of times on these like four levels that it's like, and then you let that sit overnight, and it's like, no, I don't. What are you talking I'm hung- about? I'm hungry now. <laughs> I also man, there was they did one with brownies where it was like, again, level one made brownies that I would have gladly eaten. Level two, sure. I don't know, they put the chocolate chips in the middle or some shit and whatever. They made cakeier brownies. Level three she made her own salted caramel and her own whipped cream to put on top. And I'm like, what are you? No, stop it. And she's sitting there going, I don't like, want to I don't want to do that. She's like, making whipped cream is easy. You just do this and this and this. And it's like, you know what else is easy? Buying whipped cream. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, who put, I don't put whipped cream on
0: brownies. That's not why I'm making it. It's a, just. Yeah. yeah, for real. For real. I don't want that. It's just irritating. Remember there, there was that show beating Bobby Flay and it was like amateur cooks against Bobby Flay and then Bobby Flay just won. Yeah, I remember that because I was is- that. I watched it
3: every week because I thought they were going to hit him.
0: I thought that's why it was called beating Bobby Flay. I was super excited. I thought it was just going to (laughs) be someone taking an extension cord to his bare ass for 22 minutes. And I was there for it. I think it would have been great if that show was just an elaborate
3: prank on Bobby Flay. And it was basically just like when... Chris Traeger was doing the burger challenge against Ron Swanson. <laughs> That's just like Bobby uh-huh. Flay made something crazy. And everyone else was just like, I made buttered noodles uh, with a little bit <laughs> of like salt and uh-huh. a can of Parmesan cheese on top. And like, whatever they made, the judges were just like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. And it, this, Bobby this Flay lost
0: every episode. Like that oh. would be amazing. That would be amazing. Oh. I feel like we're I feel like we're really dating ourselves by talking shit about um, Bobby Flay. Well, do you want do you want a
3: newer one? So yeah.
0: I, I'll give you one more cooking show that I watched
3: because you'll appreciate this. Okay. So do you remember? Uh, this is dating it a little bit to set it up. But do you remember the the guy uh, that uh, he? I think they called him Damn Damn Drops, and he he became like known on the internet, he became kind of like a meme because he did a review in his car for YouTube where he ate five guys and he really loved it. And he was like, Oh my damn. And then he got auto tune remixed and he he got auto tune. That's right. That was great. Yeah. that was great. So, so because Netflix is in a never ending, uh, quest for, for content, you know, like they gave that guy a show, which is great. I, and I was very excited because I, I like him and he's very enthusiastic about food. And I was like, I'm going to watch this. But he went to Baltimore and I don't know. I don't know who organized his trip to Baltimore. Okay. But it made me mad here because the show. Oh, no, they didn't go to the right spots. No, because and the show was called like fried and crispy or something like it was very much, you know, billed as like, I'm going to eat fried food. I'm going to eat like junk food, whatever. No lake trout. You know, no. Uh, no chicken boxes, you know, they didn't go to the farm store. No, they went, the only one they went is, um, what is, is it Fadley's or whatever? The one, uh, they went to like one, but it was like the, like more touristy, like upscale seafood place. Sure, sure, sure. But then they went to, um, it was like, man, I forget where they went, but it was like, yeah, thank you. Molly from the other room who watched it with me. They went to Mount Vernon to a market and ate at restaurants there. And I was like, what are these restaurants? Like, what food
0: are you eating? One was like a weird soft shell crab sandwich. And I was like, this is yeah, not. Mount Vernon Marketplace is, is kind of. Well, I mean, that's the city. But yeah, I would have gone someplace else. But I'm saying on especially like a fried. Like you're,
3: you're basically saying I go yeah, around to places. Yeah. I eat fried food. No lake trout, no chicken boxes, no, nothing like, not even really like crab in the way that someone, if, if you had a friend coming to Baltimore and you were like, you're going to try this crab that you, nothing that you, again, like soft shell crab sandwiches or whatever. Molly has come in. She clearly wants Uh to to uh comment on this. Oh,
2: I I just wanted to come in to say that it was some bougie ass bullshit.
3: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Which is yeah. I love it because she said that in a Baltimore accent, so we got that too.
0: <laughs> it's bougie. Yeah, that's um, that's disappointing. Yeah, it it just made me mad because I was like,
3: whoever made this show like did him dirty, and if he's listening, which I hope he is, like you, we'll, Lars and I will take you to the right places in Baltimore. <laughs> like, Come on with it, yeah. Because you did not, you didn't see Baltimore, you didn't get the full experience, like. Yeah, you no. went to Mount Vernon and ate fancy food for tourists, basically. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're we're about out of time, but since now we're talking about Baltimore, too, I don't know if you're watching We Own This City, but it's making me very nostalgic because it's the new David Simon show that's filmed in Baltimore. Oh,
0: right, right, right. Yeah.
3: But uh, one of the characters making fun of one of the other characters for not knowing what Patron <laughs> is patron patron yeah like because he called it pat ron but yeah like pat ron <laughs> but that show is like if you want if people are listening and you're curious about baltimore that show in addition to being an important show that's like talking about policing in baltimore post freddie gray and, and should be watched for sure but uh toward a force of like baltimore accents people eating Uts chips in the background, people eating pit beef sandwiches. That was the other thing. Yeah. Didn't go to Chaps. There was no pit beef
0: well, in the episode. Uh, nothing's fried at Chaps. If you're looking for fried food, that's probably not the place to go. Should have st- still gone there, though. Right. Exactly. But I'm,
3: yeah, you know, you're You're right in that, like, yeah, I don't know if it technically uh, fits the theme, but still, yeah, like, if, if someone's coming, look, Guy Fieri went to Chaps Pit Beef. Like, he knew what was up,
0: <laughs> you know? They, yeah. yeah.
3: But... But no, you watch We Own the City, they're eating at Chaps, they're talking about chicken boxes. Like literally, <laughs> they show one of the cops gets just bags and bags of Rofo chicken boxes to hand out to other cops in one of the scenes. Like there's there's definitely lake trout discussions happening. There like we there we go. That's what you get when a journalist <laughs> who worked for the Baltimore Sun uh-huh. is involved Dude in your production. Yeah. So I, I do appreciate that. And again, all of the accents, which uh What's his name? The guy who's from The Walking Dead who played Punisher in... Uh, John Bernthal. Yeah. Bernthal does a good Baltimore accent. I was impressed. Like, he does right it. He he was. Does a, He's a good actor. He really okay. is. But it's like, you know what I mean? That's... I can't do that accent and I grew up in Maryland. But like, mm. like he does it the right amount where it's like kind of subtle. He doesn't overdo it. It's very well done. I'm impressed. Oh, man. But yeah. Anyway. Oh, also we didn't we didn't get to it. I meant to bring it up in the Marvel thing, but they're making a new Daredevil. I am excited
0: about that. I'm curious. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm so excited. So excited. That was uh, that was uncontrollable exclamation from me when he showed up in Spider Man. Well, I that's again excited. I, I think that's a honestly that's a perfect bow to
3: put on the conversation that we were having. Is yeah, in the theater I saw it in on like opening weekend. The biggest like yes, people were excited to see. Uh, you know, Toby Maguire and, and Garfield and, and everybody. But the biggest pop by far was when <laughs> Matt Murdock was the lawyer for sure. And it wasn't even close. Yeah. You know, like yep. it was. Yep. But again, I say that too, to say that's the power of when you don't know something that was not in any way telegraphed. You know, like it was a genuine surprise that also made sense for the story. Peter Parker Absolutely. needed a and lawyer, it was
0: done, and it was a it was a quick scene. It was fun. It was true to that character, and then it was over. Man, I mean, he has what probably has less than two minutes of screen time, but we just were happy happy to see him. Yeah, you know, it doesn't it doesn't always have to be fucking epic. Everyone, just calm the hell down. Yeah, everybody, calm down. <laughs> Let's calm, calm down. To, hey, don't freak out. Hey, fucking calm. Whatever down. you do, don't freak out.
3: <laughs> and remember question everything and shut up and get a lawyer especially matt murdoch if you can get him or jimmy mcgill he he's a really good lawyer <laughs> i'm kidding don't get mcgill get wexler
1: <laughs> i was born out of stone when i get gone i get gone hey. and i don't need any more. your faith to the doubt or take the roof for the house. We don't need gravity to get down, yeah. Hey!
2: Oh, hold up. Oh, hold up. Oh, hold up. Now I'm the reason why you broke up with him and got back together. Thought I was sunshine but baby I'm bad weather. I'm off the Doppler in the five day forecast. By the time they hear me I've already pushed the shore back No no, I wasn't always like this. Skies cleared soon as my daylight lit. Sidewalks dried up, no snow emergency. I could take you February and turn it into spring. But something happened and it started to cloud. The scene began to wilt with sunshine year round See nobody remember what it was like without me. And too much of a good thing turned into a thing. I hit the road Took a few days off Which consequently turned longer than I originally thought To this day So baby, call me what you want Good, bad, hot, or a cold front Hey, testify Testify
1: Bring your word if it's worth, it's fine Don't give me maybe Don't give me I don't know Baby, you ain't singing when she's quiet When I get gone, I get gone And I don't need any wrong to know better Put your faith to the doubt Or take the roof off the house We don't need gravity to get down Hey, hey!
2: Oh, hold up Oh, hold up Oh, hold up I heard you broke up with him again So you could dance in the rain you used to take for granted And still have summer at your whim To suit your mood ring when you felt like you couldn't manage But by the time you stepped outside and looked up The seasons changed along with the leaves in Celsius I was long gone and nowhere to be found You're thinking somebody turned your whole world upside down But gravity ain't to blame when we're standing on different planets I'm rolling with the thunder and the overcast Bright lights flash and freedom a crash If you see me around, it's only to take the high score back Change is a hard trade in this arcade, and I'm back to coffee by the time the stars fade. Who's that hot chain working down at the spy house? Got eyes looking like a demon might fly out. A flirt with fire, but never ever play. Spent too many yesterdays with that weight, hurry, wait. But be sure as day, it's a beautiful accord. Part of me as I enjoy the storm. Hey, I, design Steak I,
1: Bring your one and I don't need any wrongs you know better But you faith to the down or take the roof of the house we don't need gravity to get down
2: yeah hey! hobo radio is a production of hobotrashcan.com if you enjoyed the show please read or review it on itunes Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. In a world
3: where people watch movies. I think I'm going to watch a movie. Sometimes they don't like what they see. I don't like this movie. But sometimes they look for the silver lining. Wait a second. I like this part of this movie. Joel and Andy, do that work for you. The Silver Linings Playback. I like this part of this podcast, or they tell me the part of the movie I like. Every Monday on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, or wherever you get your podcasts.